Hello. You are listening to the Carol Connection. With your host, Jerry Carol. Hey everybody, welcome to The Carol Connection. I am your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. I did want to take a chance to shout out last week's episode, episode 120, titled Self-Care. Claudia Valenzuela came back on the podcast, first appearance since episode 73, caught up, talked about what she's been through. As you guys know, if you've listened to that episode, she is a pharmacist, so we talked about how her career has been, obviously, as things with COVID are getting more back to normal, um, normal. And we're trying to progress with that and what it was like to bounce back between different jobs and stuff like that. And she also talked about her fitness career, kind of how she's kind of taken a backseat from powerlifting, kind of just more into just training and working on her physical health, which helps her mental health, which obviously rode into that topic of self-care. So that's what we talked about in that episode. So if you guys want to go check that out, check it out at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. Um, if you'd like to watch your podcast, search it on YouTube, The Carol Connection, or just Jared Carroll. should pop up right away for you. And I remember this time, um, if anyone wants to be a guest or any guests want to return to the podcast, please just shoot me a message at The Carol Connection or at Jared M. Carroll. If you have my number, you could text me, Snapchat, any social media, just reach out and we'll we'll try to get you back on the podcast and always looking for new guests and returning guests as well. If it's been over a year or just about, reach out and we'll, we'll set up the episode. But bringing me, bringing me back to today, episode 121, Zach Lazowski. Hi. That was an awesome intro. That was so good to just watch you get that all out first try. I appreciate that. Like the, the, You might be the first person... That I've had on this podcast. We've done this for three years, guys. That actually complimented me on like no, that was that smooth. Like that was so good. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like stroking my ego a little bit, starting the episode off right. Um, because yeah, it's really all off the cuff. Just like I've kind of like nailed my intro to like oh, what I'm exactly trying to get to. Yeah, because I've tried to add that at the last part about getting guests because I always forget. So like. Now I got that part in there. So like you'll see at the end too. I got I got a little outro that I'll wrap it up with everything too. But um Zach, let everyone know who you are and kind of what you're doing currently. I am Zachary Lawrence Lazowski. Um I'm 20 years old from Seacock, Massachusetts. And uh I work at Chili's and I'm in a band called Sue's Garage. Perfect. Check us out. And we'll we'll dive into the creation of Sue's Garage and kind of like talk a little bit about the music that you got out right now and we'll, we'll dive into that um as we progress through the podcast but like i mentioned i like to open up um beginning of the podcast talking about family dynamic and i always like to explain why for any new listeners is because it kind of lays the foundation so people kind of get a feel for kind of like your upbringing like where you came from and it, it kind of like lays that foundation so we could build upon this episode because obviously this episode is centered around you and your life story and kind of what you're going through. So um, I'll let you kind of take the floor with um, family dynamic. Obviously, like I said, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, I'll let you go with that. Sure. Um, let me think where to start. Okay. Um, so I'm a middle child. I got an older sister, a younger brother. Um, my mom is Stacy Lazowski. My dad is Larry Lazowski. Um, they're no longer together, but um, it's not bad. It was... I was probably like, I don't know, people like, uh, I guess, talk about like when their parents get divorced to like how hard it could be sometimes. I'm not sure if it was just me or if I had my own mechanisms to cope with that, but I never really struggled with that. Like it was just kind of happened and it was no big, 
problem with my life in that. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of weird because like a lot of people are like, oh, that was like a hard time in my life. But I don't know. Just kind of kept on being me. No, I mean, that's probably a, a, probably a good thing in the sense that like if it didn't cause any issues like that and maybe that's maybe between obviously I don't know the dynamic, but like maybe your parents made it like pretty amicable where it wasn't like. Like yeah, bad or anything like definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that usually helps too when if two parents who can actually act like civil adults and even like sometimes just things don't work out and there's nothing wrong with that. And if when you could do it in a way that doesn't destroy like the kids, I think that's always like the best thing is like if you could just civilly separate and then obviously if especially when the kids come out good like that's always a positive thing like yeah, it's always right. a sad thing to see when uh families break apart and then the children suffer the most like that's always like the worst thing to see but i always like to like at least start this conversation with that because i think it's always interesting to see where different fam or different people come from with their families because like our families impact a lot of like who we are obviously oh, definitely. yeah I, I can agree 100 percent. like yeah. um like even now like it's actually probably harder now between uh, between both parents than it was like when it happened like I don't know I couldn't tell you how long ago but it's been like this for a while but only because like my dad lives in Florida now you know what I'm saying and so is my sister too so like to go see him like it's not just like like he used to live like down the street in Riverside and you go there that's whatever but now you gotta like once or twice a year you gotta book a flight and go see him for a week and you're like you know it's like it's a big plan and like that's probably the most stressful part about them not being together. But even then, I go down to Florida. I play some golf with him. So you know, what I'm saying? yeah. Like, was was that something new? Did he move away kind of like after you graduated? Or was that like kind of like still while you're in school? Um. Yeah. So he after I graduated, um, probably. I don't know if you want to call it during COVID, like kind of in the middle of COVID, where things were starting to get back together mm-hmm. and normal. I guess he kind of moved down there. And um, just because, like, I don't know, cheaper housing, I guess. and Yeah, Florida was hot, too. That time was, that's funny. Yeah, obviously it's hot, but, like, you know what I mean? Real estate-wise, too, is definitely. Yeah. Well, also, he went down there because it's hot. He had, uh, he had cancer, and um, he lost, like, feeling in his, like, fingers and, like, his feet. And you get really cold, so, like, you just can't be in New England anymore. That's yeah. probably the biggest reason why he moved down there. It's because it's a lot easier to not freeze up. <laughs> yeah, that makes I mean it makes sense. It's very logical thinking. Like did you have to like choose whether to to stay up here or to go down here? No. Um I guess it really I guess it wasn't a choice for me because um I had lived up here my whole life and um as some of you may know, like my best friend David uh Elijah and Tyler who I'm in the band with, like we had had the band already and like it like it's just not worth it for me to go to florida when no one else is coming then there's no band you know what i'm saying and it's i'm not doing what i love so it's just it wasn't really a decision for me it just kind of stay up here and like maybe one day i'll go down there because i would I, just, I have no reason why i wouldn't want to go down there it's just besides the band i guess no that makes a lot of sense and i mean that's big props to you for figuring out at such a young age too it's like you have something you really enjoy doing and you really love doing and like you're propped in a position where you could completely change your life and move to a different state and try something completely new and leave something behind that you really enjoy doing. So it's a hard decision right there. But I think it takes a lot of courage to like, to honestly sit with that decision for a sec and be like, well, I have something I'm really passionate about and I'm going to continue doing this because I've put in this 
this amount of effort already so far. I want to see where this can go. And I think that's it's going to be a huge part of this conversation in general too. But like, I think it, it takes a lot of like effort and confidence and courage, like I said, to like, to really continue and push with that. So obviously kudos to you for that. Um, curious to ever, to, to peel your, uh, peel, pick into your brain a little bit about like being the middle child. Um, it's so weird that you bring this up. Cause like, I was just thinking about that, like on my way here, I don't know why I was just like, it popped in my head. I was like, I'm a middle child. I was like, there's so, so many things are weird for me that like, like, I don't know my sister, like being the oldest, like she didn't have her own car for most of the time growing up, but she would always get to use whoever, like if my mom was home, my dad was home, my grandmother was around, like she'd get to use their car. Right. And then, then I come along and I don't get my license for a while, probably just as long as it took her. And I don't have my own car for a while, but like, I kind of get the car cause I'm in the middle. So now I can like, like my parents were like, oh, we can get him a car. My sister, she had to get her own car, but I could get a car. But now with my brother being the youngest, like he got a car right away and like he's had it for like maybe a month and he's never home. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's just like, he's like, I got a car. I'm so young. Like, let me just go drive around. Dude, I, I, for me, I'm the oldest. So I have an older brother, but he's he's my half brother, but it's my brother. And then I have two younger brothers. So us three have always lived together and I'm the oldest for my mom. And like, I like had to like work to get all the stuff and then it passed down to my brother. So you get all the hand-me-downs. Then my youngest brother gets all the stuff just kind of like brand new. And it's like, it's so yeah. funny how that works. Just like the way like the sibling dynamic works in that, that aspect. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, it's strange too. Cause like, um, like, uh, my brother, he's big into sports and, uh, my mom pays a decent amount of money and I'm not saying a crazy amount, but like she pays for him to be in these leagues and he's really good at baseball. He's baseball's his thing, but he's good at any sport you know, running like cross country, like even watching him at the golf range. Like he just like kills the balls. Like it's nothing. Um, but like, I didn't really have that opportunity and I don't necessarily think that was necessarily my mom not giving me that opportunity, but I just don't think she like, was like this is really what he's into, but like he got that opportunity, and now, like mine's come later than him, which is usually like you know it gets passed down from me to him. But this one, it's kind of like now my mom is really big into helping, like if she can with the band, like if we need something and she knows, like it's only gonna benefit us, she'll kind of like help us out wherever she can, like um in the studio, um we need a couple extra dollars because we spent an extra day. Oops, but uh you know you gotta make sure it's perfect. And so it was kind of weird like that too, that sometimes like he opens up the space and then I can kind of like move around in it. So it's weird being the middle child. You kind of get it like from both ends. Yeah. And I would, I think it's like this, like one of my favorite parts about like kind of like this segment of like opening the podcast is like hearing that aspect too, is like some people are an only child. Some people have step siblings and like some people are the middle child and like some people are the oldest. And it's like this, the, 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 the dynamic of like where people are in relation to like their siblings. Cause too, well, the cool thing with siblings is like, they're your earliest friends too. So it's like, and obviously siblings is always like a love hate relationship too. growing up. I don't know if like you had that with your siblings as well, but like, I remember me, my, one of my younger brothers who's closest to me in age, Jordan, 
we used to fucking hate each other. We're just like fighting, like hitting each other. We we're always competitive in sports. Like it was just like part of the dynamic. So I don't I know if to like go you really at did. it. Who's better? Yeah, Me yeah. You, you know, I think I'm better than you. You think I'm better than me. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, though, it was especially like again, I'm middle, so I guess it's a little bit different than you. But especially with the younger siblings, you you kind of see that they kind of. Not that my brother wants to be me, but like he will start doing things that I do and go about things the way I, like I kind of did at that age. And you're like, oh, he probably picked that up from me. Oh, absolutely. Cause like I, I could, even with like, even though my oldest brother didn't live with us, there's still things that he did that I would pick up on and like, oh, well, he did that. And maybe that didn't go well for him. I'm not going to, I'll probably stay away from that or like, or like, uh, pair of jeans that he might wear or like he maybe got into skinny jeans or the joggers he was like one of the first ones wearing joggers i was like yo those are fucking fresh like i'm gonna wear those like so it's like you do pick things up from your older siblings and like probably obviously the back end too for younger siblings that they're gonna be looking up to their older siblings so it's always interesting to see that and in relation to like the sports stuff like like you mentioned you there was no like real reason that you didn't have those opportunities. Like you just, I just like, I was into sports. I was big into baseball, but like it clearly wasn't like my passion. It was just like, Oh, I'm kind of good at baseball. Let me play. I think my mom knew that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't really what he wants to do. Like he just likes playing fall ball. Yeah. yeah. Just enough to like play the sport, be active. Obviously is important. You make your friends a lot through sports and stuff like that. Yeah. Was there any other like hobbies and stuff growing up that you kind of stuck to? Whether it could be could have been like video games, it could have just been like we talked a lot about liberal sports. But was there any like specific hobbies maybe that you had um, that helped? Whether it was in the creative aspect or making friends, just like um, I guess, yeah. Actually, um, I kind of go through phases where I like to kind of like like I'm a mass like I'm like jack of all trades, master of none. Like every year, almost, I kind of like try to pick up a new thing, whether it's skateboarding bowling but um ice skating really got me like because i really loved hockey i always wanted to play but at seekonk you kind of had to pay for it it wasn't paid for by the school so like there's just a little too much to just like be like hey mom like can you just pay for all this because like i had no equipment but like i loved hockey i love ice skating so i used to go to the rink downtown in providence and uh just met a bunch of people that go there every day, just like I did. And we just got better. There was one guy, Mike, he's like one of my best friends. Um, amazing skater. And like every day in the winter, like you would catch me down there for like, like for three years, four years, I'll probably start going back this year. Um, just ice skating every day, like eight hours, 10 hours. That's awesome. And I just listen to music and try to get better at ice skating. Uh, that's actually really i've never had someone that like kind of like had that as like kind of like what they did and like hockey isn't a very expensive sport like that's the one that i was literally looking at something i'm big into sports and i was reading something about like how baseball and hockey are like falling behind in the younger generations one because baseball is not like really exciting to watch and hockey is just too expensive for a lot of people to get involved and like that's why basketball soccer and football are still like progressing football has just got like the popularity aspect. I think with concussions it's definitely starting to take a back seat to stuff, but between soccer and basketball, I think you'll see soccer becoming more popular in the United States. Like it already has the been. The woman's team is like what? Number one in the world right now. Or yeah, exactly. It's like, don't fact check me on that. Yeah. I, they're, they're ranked very high. I don't know yeah. if they're number one, but they're ranked very high. Like they're somewhere in there. They're doing good. I think even the men's team is doing pretty, 
Okay. Yeah, it's just when they put you put the United States team on the world stage, then they usually get collapsed. Like that's the sad yeah. part. Other countries don't have just other lost, sports, right? To the last, the last seed in yeah. the tournament or something. Yeah, so I think it was something like because I know obviously like the World Cup in Qatar is like starting soon too. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just interesting. Well, it's also because like the other countries don't have the sports that we have. So like when you're growing up, you have so many different options of sports you could possibly play. Where Any like. Of them. Out there, it's they don't really have those options. And it's like soccer is kind of like bred into their culture. So like it's 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 a totally different dynamic, and it's part of the reason the United States is kind of behind in soccer. But I think for the cost of soccer and like the lack of like head injuries and stuff, obviously there's heading and stuff like that. But like compared to other sports like hockey or like football, I think people are going to be drawn to soccer, especially as things go with, especially in basketball too. But basketball is like a more height driven sport. Unfortunately, I wasn't gifted with that, so like I never got into yeah, basketball either. like that. I love watching it. Just can't, can never like. I can't understand how to like judge the amount of power I need for a <laughs> shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just never makes sense to me. That's like the one sport like I have no natural aptitude for. It just, I, I literally do everything right-handed, but basketball I shoot left-handed. It just never made sense to me. Like, I don't know why that happened, how that happened. I just picked up a basketball one day and just like started shooting left-handed. I'm like. It whatever works. And I still can't get fucking spin on the ball. It's like I, I'm not a basketball player. Like football and like baseball are my things, but I always like to to peel into that layer. Um, kind of curious too to dive into the conversation about about high school. And you went to school during pandemic year, graduation year. Yes. So kind of talk to me. This kind of like talk to me and walk me through kind of like what that was like for you. Because like that year, I remember just seeing that just like in my head thinking of like my senior year, if that was kind of like stripped from you the way it was stripped from you guys, it probably would have bothered me in a certain type of way. Um, I actually liked the people who I went to school with contrary to popular, like, like opinions out there. But I do wonder what it was like for someone who was actually going through it. So I guess I got to start a little bit before. Um, so like the year before, so junior year, um, uh well no i guess it was senior year um so beginning of senior year um i had taken all my science and all my social classes right you only need three years of each and i was like i hate school i I hated school school is i did my work in school couldn't do my homework i was like like if you're if i'm in school and like i had to get something done it'd get done because like i'm in that environment but like if i was at home like I couldn't do it. So um, I was like, I'm not taking a social class or science class. And I just loaded my schedule up that beginning of senior year with just like, I think I had two gym classes. I had ceramics and then I had two AV classes and then just the math and English. And that's all I was doing. And so beginning part of that year, um, it was really fun because all I was doing was nothing. And then COVID came and it kind of stopped us. And, um, Honestly, personally, I I bet this is so far from what most people think that went to school is me, but like I didn't mind. Like, not that I like I really like the people I went to school to with uh, with too. But um, like I said, I already taken those elective classes, just messing around with people all year, and not really thinking about it. And then that happened, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm still gonna talk to the people I want to talk to after this. I was like, school's over. I'm done with it. Like, that's all I needed. Yeah, how did they go about like the rest of the year? Cause I'm trying to remember. I don't really remember. Online. It was strictly online. But you didn't have to do anything. 
Like, I remember not, I don't think I did. Like, this is going to sound so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. If you're this, <laughs> but like, I didn't do a single assignment. Like, I, I swear they couldn't fail us or something. I like, I, I just like, I lost it. Like it. So I guess that did kind of affect me like that. I lost all motivation for like, like, especially I can't like, even with like, trying to go into college i couldn't do online like it's not for me i have to be in that classroom environment and then i can work you know what i'm saying i need that mindset and people around me in that same mindset to like all right let's get this done and so it just didn't work for me i did nothing i mean that makes a lot of sense though i mean i think that's a a lot of people who are in your situation feel that way where they just didn't care and didn't do anything because quite honestly they weren't forced to and like the teachers didn't care, like the fact, because everyone's priorities were like elsewhere. People were focused on. I mean, this is we got to think too. COVID, we don't know what we know about COVID back then. So like, well, yeah, people no knew, but yeah, no one knew knew what was happening, how it was happening. We didn't have the facilities and the the infrastructure to support online for a lot of places. So like, it had to be kind of built on the fly. Like it wasn't even Zoom yet. It was just Google Classroom. We checked it every day. That's like when crazy. it first started, yeah, I'm pretty sure Zoom was like kind of halfway through the rest of the last part of the year. But I think when it first started, we didn't even have Zoom. It was check your Google Classroom, and that was it. Probably just easy ass assignments too. Just like oh yeah, Loki is probably kind of fire though. As a senior going into like like, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think it really affected the grade after me more than it really did my grade. Like, I'm sure, like I said, some people are like, oh, it sucks. We missed so many things. But I had, I had already had Spirit Week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yeah. Yeah, at yeah. that point, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't care. Like, my year was over, and they weren't making me doing anything. Like, I really think it affected class of 2021 a lot worse because to not, I, I think to start the year like that is a lot different than to finish the year like that. That is very true. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, like, they had to even continue the next year like that mm-hmm. too. And like, I forget when they started like actually forced, like allowing people to go back and it was still such a force. I remember like there was such a issue on social media too, with a lot of the parents and talking about the faculty and like, there was a huge discourse about that of like getting kids back to school. And I think they're to your point too, that it is super important for the, for these kids to have been in that classroom and they're going to, they lost probably a lot of that. And it's, probably very frustrating for like you said the class of 2021 that graduated that had to like kind of overcome that and like i wonder how a lot of those kids are doing considering the fact that they lost probably like a year and a half of actual like schooling and then going into college where college is a lot less um how do i say this a lot less unforgiving where people don't care as much like the professors and the teachers they're not going to care if you fail like it's going to be on you because you're paying for it. It's a totally different environment. It's like, I, I definitely could see where someone in your position who's a senior during 2020 was like, I just got who out cares? of school yeah, like earlier. For, yeah. I just got, it's like, I have a really, really long like summer vacation. Like, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like low key fire. Did it kind of, was there any way that like, did you care about missing like the prom or like the graduation as kind of watered down like did you care about any of that like um don't you don't have to be apologized for this like no no um graduation was actually pretty okay they let us have i think like four people come and so i think my mom my grandma my sister 
and my brother came. So that was pretty okay, I think. Um, even though it was a little wired down, it was a normal graduation. The other thing is we had our own like little boxes we had to sit in with each of our family. But um, it was like the graduation itself was come up, get your thing. Everyone sees, can see you. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like having it in the gym. You know, you can only yeah, bring yeah. so many people. I had mine in my gym too. Yeah, so. exactly. So it wasn't that much different. But um, we actually had... <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, sorry. We had, like, at least me and my friends, we did, like, a makeshift um, prom type thing. Um, So that was pretty fun. There wasn't a lot of us. It was probably maybe 20, 25 people. But, you know, we made the most of it and uh, took our first picture of Sue's garage there. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so that wasn't that bad either. I'm not a big, I don't know. Like, I love talking to people, but, like, like too many people is too much for me. So mm-hmm. like it was honestly for me, it was pretty good. Cause like, these were all my close friends years and doing that for prom was pretty nice. And we just all hung out and did our thing. We rented out a warehouse. Oh yeah. That's lit. Then and just put up some speakers and decorations and stuff and had some honest, fun. That was probably better than an actual regular prom. To for be me, honest, yeah. <laughs> like I, my yeah. prom, fuck, I hated prom to be completely honest. Like it was, it was just, you go with someone you don't really like. I wasn't dating anyone back then, so going with people it I don't really care. Nothing, right? I don't care. Like I'm, I have to pay all this money for a tux that you wear once. That if you really, if you fuck it up, like you have to pay a lot of money for. Like it's yeah. just like the music's not as good as you want it to be because it's run by the school. Like the food's mid. Like it, it's it's more of an. Uh, hate to say this, it's more of like a girls' kind of experience because they get to dress up and look pretty and all that stuff. And as a guy, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's a guy's experience. Like you said, if you have a girlfriend or someone you want to go with, but like that, maybe it is the same for a girl who doesn't have someone to go with, but for someone as a guy... And you don't have like a reason to... Like you feel like you don't have a reason to be there. You're like, I wish I'd didn't pay for this this was like i could be on i could be at home playing my xbox literally that's exactly what i felt but if it was like oh you gotta go it's prom and it's but you like, always end up going yeah yeah you, you, like you always do though because you're like oh i can't miss it that right then you then you go and you're like i could have missed this yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting but as you go on past obviously um like high school um let me change the camera for Sorry for the visuals, because obviously I have to stop after 30 minutes. But after you graduated, kind of like, what was the, because obviously it's 2020. So like, what, what what's your kind of game plan? Because like so many people, it's everyone's favorite question. Like, what are you going to do after college? I mean, after high school? Like, what was kind of like your vision of like, how are you going to approach this? Because obviously you're still kind of going through it too. So like, yeah. kind of interested to hear where you're at with that and how it was for you. Yeah, so... um I'm not that far removed from school. I'm still only 20. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously everyone thinks the next step is college. And I thought so too. But like I alluded to before, like I couldn't do online classes. And it's it's different now. You definitely go to a college and have in-person classes. But when I was making that decision, it was in-person. I couldn't get myself to motivate myself at home to like go log into these classes and go do this assignment that I didn't care about. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I decided I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm just going to get a job. I'm going to work hard. And um, right after call, uh, right at like um, 
I guess right when school ended because of COVID, that's when the band started picking up. Yeah, let's dive into that too. um, Well, uh, I just like, we all put our time into that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what? Like, this is what I love doing. Like, this is what I'm going to put my time into. Like, yes, having a degree is an amazing thing for some people. But for me, I I feel like I just got to do it. Like, and if I do it, I'll make it happen. Like, you know, like, there's no way in my mind that I can't succeed in music in some sense maybe it's not being in a famous band you know what i'm saying maybe it's not being the superstar but maybe it's being a music teacher at a school or at a place or maybe it's being someone who does sound engineering you know something i like or like shooting music videos like there's always jobs for that and like as long as i can learn it all and have it all under my belt you know i can i can make some way of making a living out of it you know what i'm saying like you just gotta want to yeah no i think you you hit it right on the head with that is like a lot of people and this was a con i love this part of the the conversation with so many people is they felt like they had to go to college for so many reasons i was one of those people where i was gonna go military didn't work out that way then i was like well i have to go to school i don't have any other choice and like so i graduated 2014 so like it was a, obviously a different climate. The way things were is, is a little bit different, but pretty much same concept where it's like people were kind of forcing us. I mean, Seekonk is a very college prep school, so it's very kind of down your throat. You're going to go to school. Like, this is what we do. And like, I think it's great that the school system is like that. I mean, the classes are very, at least the high school classes compared to a lot of other class uh, schools around the system, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's a great education without a doubt. Like, even just the high school sets you up great for life. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's like a, a valuable thing. But I always tell people it's like, if you don't one community college is totally acceptable if if you want to go that route for people. I've said that so many times in this podcast, is like especially when I was going to school looking at colleges, like it was like looked badly if you're gonna go to community college, but like, oh you're gonna go to BCC. The only CSA. college I go to right now, like if I were ever go to back college, community college. Like hundred percent you'll save money. It's the same it, it, it's easy to transfer to a to to finish up your degree at a four year or it'd be two years obviously depending or whatever depending with on mass program. transfer you go to BCC and then you mass transfer to like Bridgewater or something like easy. easy yeah easy and you'll save so much the amount of money that I could have saved if I just went to did that route versus I went to UMass Dartmouth wish I didn't do it that way like and I lived on campus for one year wish I didn't do that either but like it's like positive and negative. Cause like there are some friendships that I made that people have been on the podcast that I do value. So it's like, sure, yeah, you're gonna get that always like yeah. anywhere you go. Yeah. So it's give and take, but like, I think I wish people like understood that like life doesn't have one specific path. You don't have to go just high school, college career. Like it doesn't have to go that way. And like, I always applaud people like yourself who are quite frankly, pursuing their passion doing what you like to do and like you like you said you're gonna just figure it out because this is what you want to do and like obviously that can change you're young like that's just this part of life but like the fact that you're willing to kind of just do it i think will set you up for more success than someone who quite frankly is kind of more in my position i think it's more unlikely for someone like me who have to go to school to do all this stuff to turn around and say hey i'm gonna actually do a podcast like most people are not gonna do that 
But for someone like yourself to do what you're doing, I think it puts you, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of someone like myself who say I wanted to start music at 24, 25, back when I started this podcast. It's going to be way harder for me to do that versus like someone like yourself who's just getting into it, like kind of leading after high school and pursuing it that way. So like I applaud you for doing something like that. And I'm, why don't you kind of share too, like the fact of like how you got into music? Cause I think it was super interesting when you told me a kind of about how you got into this like off podcast. And I think you guys would be kind of shocked to hear this. Um, yeah. So, um, I guess back, back story. Um, my dad and my mom always wide music taste, you know, they listen to anything and everything from like, like my mom's favorite band is Fleetwood Mac, but she'll listen to Beyonce any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? My dad loves Pink Floyd, but the Beastie Boys, like that'll be on the radio all the time. And so I've always just had this wide genres of music thrown at me. And so I just came to really like music, not for the genre, but just more of what it is. Like, you know, this is someone who has something to say. And unless they're singing, they usually feel weird about singing. And so they take to an instrument to kind of explore and kind of show people what they're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Behind every guitar solo is someone's emotion. And so I always thought that was cool. And um, growing up, one of my dreams was to always be, you know, that lead solo rock star guy, you know, shredding, being that guy. Um, that and being a NASCAR driver, but we'll save that for later. Um, but, um, so it never really happened though. Like for most of my life, um, I never took to an actual instrument, just played a lot of guitar hero. And then I think sophomore, uh, freshman year, eighth grade, summer, eighth grade, freshman year, I was like, no, like, Hey family for Christmas or my birthday. I think my birthday, I was like, can I get a guitar? Like, like I will teach myself how to play this instrument and i spent a lot of time just like looking on youtube like how do you play the song and like teaching myself and then you kind of stop watching youtube videos and you kind of just like like i said before like for me like i hear the note when i just put my finger somewhere and i'm either like i like that note i don't and if i do like it i move to the next note and so it's always kind of been that for me just kind of like figure it out and um I've been doing really, I was doing really good with that for about like two years, two and a half years. And I was feeling good with where I got on guitar. And then I found my uh, friend, Elijah, great friend. Um, he, uh, he had just gotten into like rock music. His mom had shown him, I think either Nirvana or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he was like, no, this is really cool. Cause he used to only listen to rap and like, you wouldn't never even like, know he did. Cause he like, doesn't like it anymore. He's really changed his music taste, but um, I was like, he was he would sing the songs. I'm like, this this motherfucker, oh my god, like he's got like a voice. And so I was like, dude, like come over, let me teach you how to play guitar. Like you like this Nirvana song here, let me teach you how to play it. I was like, sing it, and I'd take like videos of him doing it, and like I'd show people, and like he didn't want me to show people, but like like kind of behind his back, I'd show people because I'd be like, I need this guy to like know. Like, I need people to go up to him and tell him, like, hey, you can sing. Like, you're really good at this. And then, um, so that's how I kind of got him in there, kind of forced him into it. With Tyler, I had taught him how to play guitar. And he had more, like, asked me, like, hey, can you teach me how to do something? And 
I don't know how, but he was just like, no, I want to play the drums. He got into guitar, but he's like, no, I like the drums and music. And he asked his grandma for drums. And me and uh, him would just go to his his grandma's house, and we'd just kind of like mess around, not knowing what we were doing. And then uh, we found out that Dave played guitar, and we didn't know that. Like, um, We didn't know he had played guitar. He had played longer f- than me. We were like, all right, come on. And we like we were already best friends. So like it wasn't like we were like finding new people. We just all found out that we all liked playing music. Cause like I had shown them. I was like, hey, look at what I can do. Here, try to do it. And they were all like, Oh yeah, like this is cool. And uh we just ever since like basically COVID started, we isolated ourselves from everyone, didn't go out and we'd only meet with us. So there wasn't any chance anything was gonna happen because it was just like it was like we were the family, just by ourselves. And every day during COVID, we would practice songs, write songs, write lyrics, figure out how to make things sound good. Why does this sound like that, but not like this? How does this work? And now every Saturday and Sunday, we have a band practice for about four or five hours. And we just, you know, Saturdays, usually we kind of mess around and do what we want to do. And Sunday's kind of like the all right, this is what we actually got to practice and like learn and get down. And it's been like that, like it nonstop since for probably two, three years of us just like going at it. I find that so crazy that like, no, so you're like, no, like trait, like class no, like training and stuff like that. No one's been taught. We've all, everything we know, we taught ourselves for all four of us. I find that so awesome. Like the fact of like, cause I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who do music and stuff like that. And like, obviously there's usually some like early interest, like in their childhood or like where they get introduced to something and their parent knows piano or something. Yeah. And it's like something that gets them kind of into this, this, this field or this industry. And I find it just like so unique that you're able to just kind of like one teach yourself and like figure it out, then find your friends and like, all have the same like we all kind of you just kind of like gravitate towards each other and have that interest together. I find that so oh, fucking yeah. sick. I like. I have to say though, I think I definitely like in some sense. I think they all love it. Like I don't like I didn't force them, but like I kind of like pulled them into it. I was like, like cause I don't think like any of them would have been in this position if I like hadn't been like, hey, like this is what I'm into. You guys want to help me? Because like you know, I I like it was me, and like not that they didn't like not that they're a big part of the band, they're a huge part, but like it was me that was kind of like, hey guys, like now we got we we could do something here, like let's really like rein our thoughts in and like really try to make something out of this because I knew they could, and it wasn't like it wasn't like I wanted to be like the ringleader, but I was more like I knew they have so many more thoughts and ideas than just me alone could have. And that if they really like saw what you can do with it, like they'd love it. And they did. And they've all taken to it. And like, you know, we all, that's what we look forward to in the week. You know what I'm saying? Like every week you get band practice, mess around with the guys, play, play some instruments. That's awesome. I mean, like that's pretty much how I feel about even doing this podcast to a certain extent is like one day a week, I'm able to sit down, usually interview someone, sometimes someone new like yourself or someone that's returning. Like last week I had my, my friend Claudia who came back on the podcast and I even said to you like off, off podcast, like this is like my therapy. Like I could really imagine like your music, your sessions, like that is like your therapy. And like, I could imagine too, like, especially going back to like even 2020 with COVID and stuff when everything is so chaotic in the world, 
that when you guys are together playing your music, it probably just took you away from all that. Oh, 100%. Because, like, you know, like, I, maybe we started right when it happened. Maybe it was a couple weeks. I'm inclined to think it was a couple weeks because, like, we would play Xbox every night. And then we'd be like, this is stupid. Like, we've played the same game 20 times. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't have the music, like, all of COVID, we'd still be playing that same game a million times, being, like, rotting our brains out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never, like... I don't think any of us have put as much thought into anything in life as much as like this and keeping your mind going and like keeping your brain going and just keeping yourself amused. No, a hundred percent. Like, and I think people, not enough people have that outlet for themselves where they could really just kind of let loose. And like, that's when, when I saw that you had followed me and I like, I always like look through people's pages and stuff because my my social media brain is always like, let's find new guests. I'm always looking for new guests. And true. when I saw your page and listened to some of your music and like, I'm like, yo, this dude's got something here. I like this. And like, Thanks. and I started going through it and I listened to like the new album and stuff that you guys just released. Uh, and obviously we could talk about that, but like you, like I even said it to you kind of like, give me that Beatles vibe. Like, and like you said, beastie boys. And literally before you got here, I was like, you sound like kind of like, there's like this beastie boy vibe to it. And like, I, I like, I really like because like that's the type of music that like my parents grew up on, and like that's what I was introduced when I was growing up, and that's what I get from like the band, and at least this album, a lot of the songs, it really resonated with me in that aspect. Like so, like what kind of like influences kind of went into like making this this kind of this I don't EP album, however you want to like describe it, but like I think it's a pretty cool thing when you're able to go on Apple Music or Spotify and you get to see your music on there. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's the thing I always think about. Like, and not even in like a mind inflating way, just like almost like a humbling way. Like, like that music on that website is going to outlast me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like whether someone wants to know about that music or not, there's a chance that they could just stumble upon it, not know who the hell I am, why I wrote it. And it's just going to be there. Like, even after I die, like, as long as the internet's running, like, that music, like, anyone could be like, oh, that's a cool song. And it's just cool. Um, but, like, influences-wise, like, we're all over the place. Like, Ty is a super, like, um, he really likes his punk music, and uh, he's very into punk. Um, Elijah's very 90s, like, grunge, and, like, obviously they listen to a lot more than this, but, like, if I just had to say, um, David is very, like, he's just soft, I would say. And, like, because I don't want to say, like, it's... Like, he's very intricate when he plays, but it always comes off, like, soft and, like, intricately soft. I don't know how no, to describe I, I can hear, it. No, yeah. I can hear the way you're describing it. I like that. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just very flowy, I guess. And then I just, um, I'm a big rhythm dude. I never thought I'd be the rhythm. Like, I always, like I said, I wanted to be that guy who's just shredding up and down the neck and just playing crazy solos. But I'm the guy who just lays down the, the chords and... You know, it keeps the song going with the drums and the bass while David and Elijah do their thing. Um, so it's been it's been pretty cool. But um, I don't know. I have a lot of music I listen to, like anything from like the 50s to like today in any genre almost. The only thing I really don't listen to is mumble rap. Um, like I even listen to rap, like like a lot of older rap. Like, and of any time, like, even the Beastie Boys, like, like that, that stuff's so good to me. Like, everyone doesn't like the Beastie Boys, but I could listen to them all day. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so it's just kind of weird because like none of us really like our bass genre we listen to is not really the same. So really like you get all these different sounds like the music that we write is never what I thought would have wanted to write or thought I would have written. You know what I'm saying? And, but like it's also naive of me to think that because it's not just me and the band. It's me, Tyler, David, and Elijah. And we all have our own taste. And I might think of the song this way, but they're going to think about it that way. And it's always going to be different than what you think. Like, there's never going to be a song I write, even if I write, like, write the beginning of the song. Like, it's going to be how they finish it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's weird. It really is. Like, it's never what you think it's going to be. Yeah, I could hear all those different influences in the music, too. Like, and I think that's really cool. Like, hearing you explain it, like, like reflecting on me listening to it, like, earlier in this week, I was like... Here, like I could put my finger on that, where I could see where all those different influences definitely enters in, whether it's just the lyrics or like, like the actual instruments themselves, the vocals. Like you could hear that in the music of like the influences, and I think the type of music that you created with this, this, I'm gonna keep saying album that you guys just released. Um, I think it's gonna resonate, and people will really like that type of music too. I think that's really pop, getting popular, at least again, is like this type yeah. of this type of sound. I think. The, the music the alternative kind of pop. Yeah, I think the music that you would want to make, I personally like, but I don't think the majority of like mainstream people are super into it anymore. Like they, it's like the whole like rock. I think it's kind of coming back, like where it's you like just shred that, it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that indie alternative. Like, yeah, if you can like yeah. nail that because like no one just wants to listen to a rock song. No one wants to listen to like a Bon Jovi song anymore. But like if you like. Like you listen to Mac DeMarco, like that's rock, but it's that kind of like indie alternative, kind of like easy on the ears, kind of. And that's what I think with, if anything, in rock, like that's kind of where people are kind of gravitating to that kind of like feel good. Yeah, it's either music. that or you you lean into punk and like yeah. like it's usually kind of that's and punk's kind of getting popular again. That's like it's the like scene in Providence. Like when we play with bands, like they usually don't sound like us. They're usually that post-punk punk emo yeah that's music. really popular right now i personally really like that type of stuff too. oh yeah like, i do too i think yeah. it's awesome but yeah. like again like that's not what we write yeah not because yeah. i don't want to write it but it's just like it's never how those like it's gonna turn out it's like what we all want to write and yeah like, it's just it's like a mixture of all that um yeah uh curious to know why like the name of the band so suzanne is my grandmother and we practice in her garage I figured that. I figured so, it was something like that. Yeah, so. so we are Sue's Garage. Um, originally, we wanted to do like, like before we had really like known that we were going to be Sue's Garage, like before it was just like kind of idea, like let's start a band. Um, we wanted to be the Meadows, but um, there was a band already, like a Christian rock band or <laughs> something that was already the Meadows. So we were like, damn. And we spent like months just trying to think. And then. I think it, one of the four of us, we were just like all just like shit posting names into the group chat, like just random things. Someone says, Sue's Garage. And we were like, nah. And then we sat on it and we sat on it and we're like, nope, we can't think of a better name. So like, <laughs> this is it. Like, I mean, that makes sense. I figured, I figured it was something along those lines with, with the name, but I at least wanted to get it out there on the podcast too. A good conversation piece. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I knew there was probably a good story behind it too. Um transitioning towards like this probably like the last stuff before we start wrapping up the podcast and stuff too. But 
curious to to know like as you've created this like you guys as a band um with social media like figuring out how to navigate this place and market yourself like what has that been like because i know i love talking to people about content creation because like we, we were talking before just relating about some s- certain stuff about like me messing with the sound and stuff and there's a lot of stuff that you relate to um what is that process like for you guys and like figuring out how to post how to create posts like how to be active on social media whether you like it or not like how do you, how do you figure that and manage that that aspect so that's the perfect way to put it like whether you like it or not because like like i don't care whoever you are you're gonna say you like posting social media and it's fun because like i'll say that and like i'm sure you would but like let's be real let's be real like it sucks like like i don't want to like i just want to play my music but like i'm not playing my music in front of anyone if i'm not posting on instagram Hey, check out our music. Hey, here's a video of us messing around doing something funny. You like our personality? Follow us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to. If you don't, no one's going to see you. There's too much. There's way too much. So if you can't be the focal point, you're never going to be in the field of view anyway. Like, you got to be, like, right in front of people, force-feeding, like, hey, like, this is why you should listen to us. And, like, don't get me wrong. You can't just do that with, like, garbage content. Like, your content has to be good. You have to be relatable. You have to make sense. You want to have a reason why people want to relate to you and want to listen to you. But you also got to find that. Like, you're never just going to post one thing and then people are going to be like, oh, that's that's who I'm going to listen to. Like, you got to, like, every day just put it in, <laughs> put in the hours of not only being a band but being on social media and it's, it's weird. Cause like we kind of, we, we're not that great at it. I'm not going to lie. Like, like over the year, yeah, we've had like 25 posts on Instagram and like 400 something followers. But like, you know, like if you want to be like really good and famous, like we got to find a way to like double that next year and then double that the next year. Like you can't just keep only gaining so many people a year. Like you got to find a, find a place to like shove the ball off the cliff so hopefully it'll start rolling you know what i'm saying like yeah i'd always advise too um if you don't um tiktok's always a great place for for music um it sucks like i like i could totally relate like i like i have a love-hate relationship with social media like i have a big following on tiktok on my personal and like i don't really I struggled to post anymore. A lot of my content there was like relationship stuff and it was just like breakup and heartbreak. And I used it back, back in like 2020, 2021 is like a healing thing. And then like now it's kind of just like, it's hard to motivate myself to post. Like it's become more of a hassle. Like you said, you don't want to do it, but like me promoting myself on social media directly relates to the podcast and helps get views in the podcast and it's like which a, feels better afterwards like yeah once like once you do it and you're like oh i just gained 30 subscribers this week or 30 followers because i made that awesome post you're like that was worth it that felt great but like you never think about it beforehand like that no and it's like with what social media has become it really fucks with your, your mental it's like you'll get a really great post one week and all of a sudden, the algorithm takes that away from you the next week, and you get no views on that. And it's so fickle and flaky where it's not consistent. Like, even if you're a great, like, content poster, it's not always consistent. So it's like, and then trying to create good content on top of just being consistent, it's hard. Like, like you said, there's so much out there. It's hard to continually be good at it. 
it's hard to be good at it and it's hard it, it's hard mentally too when you go on a rampage and you post like five six pieces of content and you're like these are like some of my best work and they get nothing and then you post like oh, i'm just like after those five pieces and they do bad you're like damn like I'm unmotivated. You post something that's kind of like low quality and it blows up and you're like, you're like, what am I missing? Like, how did this happen? And it's not you. It's not me. It's not It's just the way the internet works. Like you're never going to know. You're going to keep trying. Like it's never like a formula. Like they always try to sell it as a formula too. like do this, do this and you'll get there. It's no, it's keep trying something different every week. And like, yes, you can have like little formulas, but you got to make sure that every week you're still catching who you want to catch and make sure you're grabbing new people. Cause if you stall, you're not going anywhere. No, that's, that's fast. And like, that's something that I've had to like remind myself, especially with this podcast is like, that's why I've created a schedule. Like the way my Instagram looks on for the podcast is very aesthetic. And like, if I don't post, I lose the aesthetic. So like it holds me accountable in that aspect is like, I have to post every, I have to post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I take a break Thursday and post Friday. Like I have a schedule. I have a specific template that I use. Like I have to do it this way, this way, this way. And it, it gets me motivated when I look through the Instagram. I think it's so nice. Cause like I see the quote the picture of the person and then the video format when you click on it. And like that keeps me like, just like, wow. It's like, I look at it. Like it's kind of like, like a Pokemon card to me almost where it's like, I get to scroll through no, each like episode that. yeah, that's awesome. and it's like, it's like, look at all these different like episodes that I've collected and like done over the past several years. And it's like, that keeps me wanting to do this is like, every time I talk to someone completely new, it's a new trading card that I just acquired to the deck. And it's like, I get to share this with everyone. And it's like, that's like the coolest thing is like, I'm learning something completely new. Like I knew none of this about you before we did this podcast. And like, I get now like we're getting towards like the wrap up and stuff. And it's like, there's so much cool shit that I've learned about you through this podcast. And like, that's why, like, I think this is like cool that I'm able to do this. And then like, it's cool for you to be willing to come on and share like your life story because like, it's not easy to come onto a podcast of someone you don't even know. Like, yeah. Like I'm like, what am I going to talk about? What does he care about? What I think. <laughs> but uh, uh It's because like, it's like, I think a lot of people probably feel the way you do when I reach out and it's like, if I'm reaching out, there's usually something that I've seen that like, I want to know more about. And it's the music, like, like seeing creative people do their thing is the coolest thing in the world. Like just being able to create this podcast has made me more creative and like more thought provoking and asking different questions, how to be a better host, how to be a better listener, how to be a better communicator, like all these different things and things I learn about social media. I'm able to like, throw some tips to some people You're and i like a mediator that. like you would like take this information in and you can like kind of like tell people like hey if you're looking for this like i like this is an easy way to get some information on this you like kind of that in between for people to like get this information out and it, it it's perfect like you always like i think like i love podcasts and i think it's one of the greatest things like i think it's overdone with some people and they don't know why they're doing it they're just Oh, look, it, I got someone on here talking. But like when a podcast has a real good meaning and like I think that's super important. Like like that's why I love watching Joe Rogan because like no matter who's on, like there is something you can learn that I guarantee you. Like no one goes into a Joe Rogan podcast knowing 
every bit of information that's like talked about. No one comes in here definitely and knows what's like everything that's happening. And it's a great place to just kind of have information out there. And you know, that's where it needs to be. Yeah. And it's always, um, I thought about just like, like I said, like it's like a therapy session. I try to take the Joe Rogan format and then take my own like thought process and then like send it around mental health. And like, I've been in therapy. It's so, like, I've seen how therapy kind of works. And how it benefited me, I was like, okay, so if I take podcasting, like Joe Rogan style, that interview kind of style, mix it with my personality and like take a little bit of therapy in there, throw that together, I got something I really like here. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where people, if you could find something that really represents your personality and a way to express that, I think you'll find a lot more fulfillment in life and people you'll be more happier and i think you find that in your music oh yeah 100 that's like the music is like what keeps me going like if i'm not playing my music like i don't want to go work my job at chili's every day but saturday sunday comes around and i'm playing music all is good you know what i'm saying like it's just enjoyment you gotta a big hobby person like i think everyone needs a hobby i think everyone should go to therapy whether you're depressed or not, whether you, you have any me- mental illness or not, just like therapy and having a hobby, I think is the greatest way to just keep yourself involved in your lo- own life. You know what I'm saying? I think you hit it on the head right there is keeping yourself involved in your own life because you'll get lost in it. You get lost in the day to day. Like, cause like we do live in a world where you need money to survive. And it's like, you gotta do what you gotta do at the end of the day to make that money. And like, Outside of that aspect of like making the money, you need to do things that you find enjoyable and you need to spend time with people you care about. And like, if for me, like I didn't have that and I created that within this own space is to like make meaningful conversations with people and ignite that is because I always believe that every single person in this world has a story and I believe every single person has a story worth sharing. And if I could unite people around that and create a network of people who I think are talented, creative, and interesting, and we all share something in the f- fact of just talking about our lives and mental health, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm making an impact, and it gives me, gives me that purpose. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what it comes down to. Like, even the, the music, too, it's like, like, I would do it for myself. Like, don't get me wrong. I do this music for nothing but myself. But I also know, like, I am doing it for other people. Like, hopefully there is someone that listens to my song, and they don't need to know what I wrote it about. It's just whatever they think I did. And whatever gets them through the day, if they can listen to that song and they're like, oh, I'm in a good mood now, you're like, yep, did what I had to do. I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect way to kind of segue into like the end of the podcast. I do have one more question for you, Zach, and I told you what what that was going to be. But is there anything that you want to say or that you want to mention besides that question? Like, obviously, it's related to passions, but if you don't don't have anything else, we can get into that. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the question? No, uh, I have that last question yeah, for okay. you. Uh, I just want to give you a chance if you wanted to say anything of like whether it's to point music or anything like that, just kind of like plug it and stuff like that. Um, I guess, uh, I don't know when this will be out, but if, Monday, Monday. Okay. Yeah. So if you'd like to come see my band, Sue's Garage, um, November 26th, the Alchemy in Providence, um, show is probably at five o'clock. If you want to come check us out, we'd love to have you. Perfect. Perfect. Check them out. I'll tag them in on the Instagram stuff. But last question for you. What would your advice be for someone who wants to pursue their passion? Um, So we talked about this a little bit before, but um, you've just got to keep 
at it. Um, there's like, like I said, I'm a big believer in if I think I can do something or I want to do something, like I can find a way to do it. And I think that's true of everyone. Like, it's not just do it, it's keep doing it. Like, yeah, you can be like, oh, I want to start a podcast and do it once and be like, oh, I got no views. Like, yeah, of course, you're not going to get any views your first podcast. You have to keep at it. You have to keep finding ways to get into that small hole you're trying to get into, get into the bigger picture. You just got to keep at it, keep your focus strong and make it happen. You know, if you don't believe in yourself, why would anyone else believe in you? Why would, if you don't think you can get there, why would you want someone else to think you could get there? Like, like you're like, people expect that, but it can't be like that. The other person would be a fool if I said, oh, here's a half a song I wrote. Is it good enough? Like, can I go somewhere with this? No, I got to keep trying. I got to keep writing music until someone's like, yes, yeah, so you've put in the amount of work where I think we can go somewhere with you and you can be what you want to be. And you can only do that if you keep at it consistently, just making sure you're doing what you love and you'll find a place in this world. <laughs> Zach, that's a perfect way to wrap it up. And I think it's a perfect nail on the head. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast and opening up with me and talking about your life story and the band and stuff like that. I'm definitely going to get your other band members on this podcast so well, as, as well in the future. But again, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. I enjoyed myself. I'm glad. I'm very happy about that. So for you guys, if you guys like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your grandma. You can check it out at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. If you like to watch your podcast, you can search it on YouTube, The Carol Connection Podcast, or Jared Carroll, and it'll pop up right for you. Um, for any new future guests, or old guests that want to come back on the podcast, please reach out to me and we'll try to link something up. I usually try to book three weeks in advance to allow for scheduling purposes. Um, check out Sue's Garage. Check out their new music. If you want to go check out their performance, he dropped that date. I'll be tagging them in all my social media um, platforms. So until next time, guys, peace. <laughs>